Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jarekhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Everything we do is about the building. That is my favorite expression. It's my mantra. It's the thing that I tell anyone that will listen. Everything we do is about the building. Every decision and choice that I make is about the building. And of course, the next question is, what is the building? I don't physically necessarily mean the building. But what I mean is children, family, staff, the things that make the business run. That's the building. This is kind of my moral compass. It tells me the direction that I need to go in and it keeps me focused. When I make a move, the first thing I ask, is it about the building? Because if it's something that I'm wrestling with and it's not about it, then I don't need to do it. I mean, it's that simple. If it's not about the building, why am I wasting my time doing it? And then the next thing I ask myself is, is it for the positive outcome? Is it going to create a positive culture and climate for the building? If it is. Let's move forward. If it's not, it's already done. And this saves so much of my time. This is kind of my decision process. So anyone that I've worked with or that I'm working with, or if you ever want to get into my brain, that's my logic. It's, is this what's best for the building? Is this what everyone needs? Is this going to create a positive environment? Is this going to do what I want it to do? And then when people start telling me things that like, I'm listening like, "Eh, nah, nothing to do with the building, so move on. And, you know, in another episode, we had discussed about your workload and about how there's so much to do. But when I focus on, you know, the building, because my workload is already heavy, it helps keep my workload on on task. It helps me stay on the direction that I need to go. So that all those little frivolous things, they just kind of fall off. Even when I'm talking to staff, because I've made it a point for everyone to hear me say this, because like I said, I say it all the time. Um, they know how to interact with me and they kind of know what I will and what I won't you know, deal with. So I'll give an example at one of my schools. I feel like sometimes I'm there, I'm there, but I feel like I miss a lot, but I'm fine with missing a lot. So what I'm saying is there seems to be a lot of drama and it feels very unnecessary. I am not part of the drama and, and it's not about my namesake or my title or anything like that. It's not about that. It's about kind of my expectations of everybody knowing Everything I do is about the building. So my thought process is how do these things impact our children, our families, or our staff? So one time I was having a conversation, because this is how I be cutting conversations short, because this shit be going on long sometimes. 
And this teacher was talking to me once and she's just going on and I'm just listening to her complaints. And she's like, and I don't like spinach or I don't know, whatever she was talking about. I, I tuned in and out. Um, because I had a few I had a few moments to do what I was doing, so I was kinda listening to her, but wasn't it? So I eventually said to her while she was talking, I said, excuse me, let me ask you a really good question. How does this impact our children? And she just stared at me and she's like, well, it doesn't. I'm like, then it's not really important, is it? And her face was like, you know, F you, which I'm definitely fine with that. But one, I needed to cut the conversation off because it was going too long. But the other thing was, we're here to service our families, to service our children, to become better educators. What you're talking about is just really foolishness at this point. And somebody told me this once, and I'll never forget it. When it becomes about you and not the children, it's time for you to go. And I believe in that. And that kind of wraps into my, you know, everything we do is about the building. Because if our focus isn't where it needs to be at, then it's probably time for you to go. Or we need to realign our our focus in what we're doing. So when there's a lot of drama happening, I'm always unaware of what's happening because I have no idea because no one talks to me about it because they already know Jarek's focus is what's best for the building. Jarek doesn't really care about that because I don't. And I'm not really the best. I've grown at working at my facial expressions, but I don't make the best facial expressions when something is stupid and a waste of my time. I kind of let you know what that it is. I have to, I'm actively working on it, but yeah, I, I just don't care about things because if it's not about, you know, the building, it, it serves no purpose for me. And even when I've had to let people go, when I've had to move people around, when I've had to transfer people, I've done lots of things. Um, when I have to even, you know, unfortunately remove children from our school because it's not working. At the end of the day, I'm always able to sleep with the fan on medium because I can say I made a decision and choice that's best for the building. And I'm good with that. And I never have to second guess a choice that I made because I know that I made it using my moral compass. And that's my compass. So that's just something that I want to share with you all. But on that note, we'll be right back. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So I decided to write a helpful guide, best practices for center program and activity directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Last week, I started a series about problems with curriculum and instruction um, within your schools or in your classrooms. I mentioned um, how children are not actively being involved in the classroom, but 
This week, I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about the lack of instruction because curriculum instruction are so closely intertwined. Because there's problems, you know, when I go to a classroom and I can see that, you know, children show little respect for the classroom materials. Uh, Stuff is scattered throughout the room. Books have crayon drawings on them. They're torn up. Even cleaning up the cleanup process, it's just no structure at all. And as a director, it's frustrating because you have budgets for your curriculum, for supplies, however it may be broken down. And seeing things getting torn up, you're like, oh, I got to pay for this. I got to pay for that. Or if you, you know, report to someone, it's I have to explain to them why I need extra money. Like it's just a bunch of drama that's really unnecessary if the instruction is better within the classroom. And I've kind of learned that this tends to happen when the materials aren't necessarily organized and when children don't understand the organizational structure. And that means like all of blocks should be together. So a kid can say, oh, I got it. This section is for blocks. They all should be here. And art should be together. So I know the crayons and markers and stamps and, you know, paintbrushes all go in the art section. And then the science section has all the live animals and um, dinosaurs and magnifying glasses and nature stuff. All of that stuff goes together. We have to show them so that they understand why things go where they go. They have to understand how the organization works. You know, all the blocks are with the blocks and the blocks don't go in the sink. But also, teachers don't always explain and model the rules to use the materials either. So it's the kind of what I just said about how blocks should be within the block section. That blocks don't go in the sink. And how you don't, how, you know, you are supposed to write on the paper with crayon, not draw on the shelf or draw on the wall with crayon. The reason why they do this is because no one has taken the time to model the behavior. We automatically assume because we know that they know, and that's not true. We had to learn at some point. Um, We are all adults, but we were children at one point and we had to learn Um, this is how you use a marker. This is where you write paper at. They have to learn the exact same way that we did. So we just can't assume that they know. And for me, I can walk into a school and I know exactly what's going on. Like in the first two minutes, probably a minute. And it's not because I'm like some amazing guru that has all the answers. No. It's because I pay attention to the children and the children will tell on your ass real quick. So, example, I can go into a classroom and I know the teacher is not doing what they're supposed to do. There's no instruction happening, no anything, because let's say the kids are older. The kids, if you start trying to do things that they haven't done, they will tell on you. I've seen where like, you know, state licensing to come in or accreditation, QRIS, whoever it may be, comes in the classroom and the teacher tries to put on that performance. Like, oh my gosh, I'm the best teacher and this is what we do. And those kids that talk, they look at you like, "Mm -mm, we have never done that. Uh, Nope, nope, mm -mm. Miss Tiffany, what are you doing? We've never do that. Miss Tiffany, how do you do this? Tiffany, I don't understand why we're doing this today. Oh, I love them because they will tell on you quickly. 
And then the kids that can't talk, they will just do things with their bodies. Like you're like, okay, kids, it's time for carpets. It's time for circle time at the carpet. Everybody come over. The kids going to look at you like, who the hell are you talking to? And they're going to wander off and do their own thing. They are not going to pay you any attention because there's no routine. There's no structure within there. So they always telling you like, I'll listen to the teacher and they're like, yes. And then we do this next and we do this. I'm looking at them kids like, them kids ain't paying you no damn attention. You, you a whole lot because them kids are over there doing their own thing. So I can always walk in and be like, yep, there's great classroom management. There's some instruction happening. Or I can go in and go, mm, you just in here just letting them run around and do what they want to do. So, so last week I did a blog post about being people oriented. If you are not a people oriented person and you're a director, you are going to fail. You are going to piss everybody off that you come in contact with. And you will be horrible at your job. Majority of your job is about building relationships and creating a or fostering an environment where people know that you care. That is one of the most important things that I can tell anyone who wants to be a director, who's going to be a director or who is currently a director. You will fail. You will suck at this job. If you can't deal with people and yes, dealing with people has its rough times, but those rough times help help you grow. I love an awkward conversation. I would jump and have a quick, awkward conversation quickly because it does not bother me, but that's me. And I've had to learn how to have those two experiences um, by being uncomfortable because being because working as a director is not supposed to be comfortable. It's not a warm bath. It is supposed to be uncomfortable because that is where you grow. So when you have someone in the field that's not dealing with people, who doesn't want to deal with people like that, especially families, community, they need to go like push paper somewhere because it's just not going to work. They have to be able to understand people, be empathetic, um, you know, greet people, talk to them in their eye, be direct with them, be honest with them, tell them things that they don't want to hear, tell them things that they do want to hear. You know, you have to be able to do that because you're just not going to make it. I'm sorry if you just can't deal with people. So you have to be people oriented to be a successful director. But this week, I want you all to really think about my favorite expression, everything we do is about the building. Use that as your moral compass throughout the week when you're dealing with, you know, do I need to let a teacher go? Is it what's best for the building? Or I have to let a teacher go. Is, is it what's best for the building? Or I want to get my staff, you know, lunch this week and give them gift cards. And is that what's best for the building at that moment? Because sometimes it's not always the best. Think about those things throughout your week, and I bet you, you will feel better that you've made the best decision possible. And other than that, I want you guys to have an amazing week, and I'll talk to you soon. That's it for today. 
If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.